Welcome to Our Shoreline, Your Horizon, a podcast by Dan Casey, featuring business and economic development news from St. Clair County, Michigan. Stretch your horizons in the beautiful shoreline communities of St. Clair County, home to one of the nation's busiest international border crossings. Learn more at edascc.com. Hello, I'm Dan Casey with the Economic Development Alliance of St. Clair County, Michigan, and thank you for tuning in to the EDA's Our Shoreline Your Horizon podcast. I'd like to welcome our guest today, who is Chris Mitchell, president of Mueller Brass Company, also a member of the EDA Board of Directors. Mueller Brass provides parts to major OEMs throughout the world, many different industries. And Chris, you're going to tell us a little bit today about the company's success. And I love talking about company history. And this is one of the oldest companies in St. Clair County and Port Huron. So we're going to dive into that a little bit. But also, we're going to talk about some of the parts and materials that you manufacture, and you're a forging operation. So why don't we start by you telling me something about yourself? What's your history? Thanks, Dan. I, uh, I want to start by saying I appreciate the invite to come talk to you this afternoon. I'm the president of Mueller Brass. We operate three manufacturing facilities in St. Clair County. I've been in this position since the, since the end of October 2019. Uh, prior to that, I was running a copper tube mill in London, Ontario for Mueller Industries. I spent the first 12 years of my career in the automotive industry and uh, moved to Red Metals in uh, 2009. So Red Metals, what's that? Anything copper-based. Okay. Brass copper, got it. Okay, so you've worked in a couple different industries then in your career, and now you're in the, this forging operation business. And I've been on the tour a few times. It's really fascinating to go through um, the, the forging operation here in Port Huron. Tell me a little bit about, let, let's just start with what do you make? Like what are the, the key parts and what industries do you serve? So we, as I said, we operate three distinct businesses in St. Clair County. Two of the businesses operate on our Port Huron campus. The largest is our brass rod mill, and we are making exactly, as it sounds, brass rod. So we are, are selling essentially a raw material that goes into a machining operation. So our customers in that consist of OEMs that are, are making fittings, valves, as well as a number of precision machining companies. In many of those cases, we actually don't know where our brass rod ends up. The other business that operates on the port here on campus is our forging operation. That is primarily a brass forging, which is there to create a demand for our brass rod. We also forge aluminum out of that facility. That facility produces parts for the automotive industry, a heavy truck, as well as some, some off-road and industrial gas valves and a num- number of other valve and fitting applications. Our third business is in Marysville, and that is an impact extrusion operation, which is, is absolutely fascinating. Picture a, a cold chunk of aluminum being pressed into a shape without heat. It's, it's very interesting. That business is primarily automotive, but also does a lot of, uh, of munitions and, and uh, gun parts. So that's interesting. You think about all the metal products that we have out there, like you say, guns, automotive parts, defense, even medical devices, just anything that has metal in it, there's a chance. Consumer goods, should should have mentioned that one. That's a big one. Absolutely. You talked about the fittings and couplings and all that stuff. 
made out of copper and and brass. Yeah, brass is a is an excellent metal. It, it machines better than just about anything else. Uh, it has some good lubrication and strength to weight properties. So it's used in all sorts of valves, uh, a number of fittings, which can be nuts, ports, connections, uh, pistons, housings, electrical connectors. The the applications are are pretty pretty wide and far ranging. On the component side, you talked about making different parts, automotive related, for example. We're seeing a big change in the industry right now with the conversion to EVs. Is that affecting the plant? It hasn't yet. One of the primary components that we manufacture in Marysville is actually driveline yokes. Uh, that, that's our, by far our largest product in that operation. The, the programs that we have go well past 2030, so it hasn't, it hasn't hit us yet. At some point, it will. On the flip side, as we go to, to EVs, there tends to be a lot more, of alu- more aluminum, and, and there's going to be some opportunities. So it's, we're going to see a transition in our product mix, particularly in that facility. Yeah, I would imagine with so many different types of products that you have on the market or that other people are making from your forgings, that it's just ever-changing. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's talk about your team a little bit. Um, leading up to the show today, I did, did a little bit of research on Mueller companies going all the way back to when the company was formed in 1917. And I was stunned in this one um, caption that I read back in the 30s, and it said that the company had 2,600 employees in Port Huron. We actually peaked around 5,000. Um, That's at, insane. At, at one point, Mueller was almost its own city. We we had our own gas station. We had our own barber shop. Uh, I believe we had our own pharmacy. Even it was almost a self-contained city at one point in time. As the industry evolved, as the products evolved, uh, Mueller Industries has grown. But some of the a lot of that manufacturing has moved out of Port Huron, and and today we're we're a much smaller operation, but we are still the the founding location for Mueller. Going along with that change, you know, you still have basically the same footprint, right, of, of building space in the three locations. The Port Huron facility or the, the land that was owned by Mueller Brass at one point in time uh, was larger. We've sold or donated a significant portion of land over a, a number of years. There's some habitat uh, for humanity housing that's, that's on former Mueller land. The Mueller, Brat, Mueller Fields uh, that Port Huron Little League plays out of was donated by Mueller to the, the Little League. There's a, the bus terminal, not the terminal, there's an office uh, building that used to be the Mueller Industries headquarters that we no longer own. So it has shrunk, but it's, it's still a sizable chunk of property. Oh, yeah, it's definitely sizable, <laughs> and those, the facilities themselves are massive. Yes, we right. have over a half million square feet under roof in Port Huron. Now, you talked also about the company, you know, the employment base shrinking a little bit and some of it being moved out to other locations that, that you have, right? So where are some of those other locations? Our primary copper tube facilities in Fulton, Mississippi. Our copper fitting operation is in Covington, Tennessee. Uh, we have operations in London, Ontario, in Virginia, in Arkansas, really all over the U.S., as well as a copper tube mill in uh, both the UK and Bahrain, and we are a JV partner in a fittings plant in South Korea. Was that always true that you were pretty geographically diversified back in the day, or have you grown the company to that extent where you now have all these different locations? We've grown the company significantly. Yeah. 
over the the past few years the the company's grown dramatically the product range has has increased and and the geographic footprint has increased okay so one thing i want to talk to you about is the impact that automation is having on your operations because it seems like you know this industry 4.0 concept which involves a lot of things everything from you know on the floor automation equipment to back office, big data, and how you use big data and making business decisions, for example. That's all part of Industry 4.0, but you've got a smaller staff today than you used to have. So how do you, or how have you integrated automation into the operations? There's a number of cells in both the forging operation and the impact operation in Marysville that are completely automated, either robotic or pick and place. There's a, a significant amount of automation in the rod mill as well that tends to be dedicated automation, so custom design for the application it itself, but there are a number of pieces of the operation that are tied together automatically uh, where, where material just feeds through the operation. So you're staying up with technology, that's the bottom line, because Absolutely. you have to do that to compete. There is no other way to compete. Right. Okay, so that's just inevitable if you're in manufacturing today, no matter what sector or what part of that you serve. I think that that's critical and companies that are going to survive are continually looking for opportunities to automate and improve. As you said, Mueller's been here for a hundred years. Our intention is to be here for another hundred. And the only way we're going to do that is is look for ways to, to improve our operations. Yeah, because always. you're competing right with companies all over the globe. Absolutely. So on, on the brass rod mill, we are competing primarily with companies that are producing products offshore and, and sending products in. So it's our customers that are competing, but they need a cost competitive input in order to compete. So whether, whether we're competing directly with a, a brass rod mill somewhere else or somebody that's forging and machining, at the end of the day, we're competing in, on, a, on a worldwide basis every day. So you have a little bit of a Canadian accent. Talk, talk about that for a second. As I said, I was transferred from uh, an operation in, in London, Ontario. Right. Uh, I am Canadian. I, I moved here. I started my current job in 2019. Uh, I didn't time that very well uh, because it was, as everybody's aware, that's right before COVID hit us. So I, I had a very interesting couple of years managing family on one side of the border and a job on, on the other side of the border. Wow. My wife and I moved in the spring of 22, and, uh, and we're happy to be here. I, I still have a, a daughter in Canada finishing school, and I have another daughter in, uh, going, doing her MBA in Charlotte. Okay. So uh, I, I guess it's not surprising that because we're a border community with a border crossing a bridge that we have a lot of Canadian companies that have facilities or offices in our location. And so do you have any, um, uh, some of your workforce, do they come across the bridge or no? We have one individual one, in Port one Huron. Person. So basically yes. you're hiring people from the area that, that live in St. Clair County or Metro Detroit to work here. It's almost exclusively St. Clair County, maybe going a little bit west, but we really don't bring much up from Metro Detroit at all. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about your team. So I've talked to a lot of companies about that, and they're always very prideful of the people that work for them, rightfully so. In my mind, they're the people that make the difference with the company, that make the company profitable or not profitable. And it always boils down to culture. So why don't you start with talking about culture at Mueller Brass? 
at Mueller Brass, we are a very, very proud manufacturer, and we have people that have worked there a long time, uh, and we have multi-generations. So th- this is the, the first facility I've ever been in where we have a fourth-generation employee working for us. And it, it just speaks to the importance of Mueller in the community and, and what people think of the company if, if they're willing to recommend it to their sons and daughters. Uh, we, have, we continue to, to have sons, daughters, um, husbands, wives join us. And I, I think that speaks to what people think about us. We work hard to invest in our people. We, we ha- have a career development program where we're going out. We're spending a, a full year training. Uh, these young grads on on how to be a salesperson or how to be an engineer before we really integrate them into the facility. We have apprenticeship programs. We promote almost exclusively from within. Our people are are very very important. We are are blessed to have great relationships with our two unions. Our hourly employees are represented by UAW Local 44 and IAM 218, and uh, both the local leadership and uh, the international have been really good to work with. I think you talked about the multi-generation and all of us that live in St. Clair County, we have family members or even ourselves that have worked for the company at one point or another. I have a brother that worked for the company. So for example, and we really appreciate that because everybody's kind of a stakeholder in our success, right? That's how they, they make their living. They take care of their families because of the, the, the money that Mueller pays them, but it's also, it, it becomes an extended family because we spend most of our time at work, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So you need those folks to be successful. You need to invest in them. You need to bring them up um, through the, you know, through like the high school setting and college into the company. And then hopefully they stay there for a long period of time. We're almost out of time speaking of that. So let's just wrap up with this. What's the future hold? What's it look like for the company? I think it's very bright. Uh, There are a ton of opportunities for us. You spoke about electrification. That's a great opportunity for our Marysville operation. We continue to invest. We will continue to invest. As we do that and, and, and improve our operations, there are just a ton of opportunities for us. I'm, I'm really excited about the future for, for all three operations. Oh, that sounds great. We're very appreciative of the company being in, in here in the county and in Port Huron for over 105 years. Uh, I know it started with someone else. It started with Oscar Mueller way back in the day, and eventually there was uh, a, a company purchase. And but it, it seems like just one continuous owner to most of us that can remember the company in the early days. So yeah, it it's actually been through a, a an enormous multitude of owners. So it's but the face to the community is has stayed the, the same. same. And that's, uh, that's my point. and you asked about about Canadians coming over that Oscar Mueller actually originally started his business in Sarnia and came over in 1917 to to start Mueller Brass to supply the war effort for World War One. It has a very, very rich history. It's, it's very interesting to, it's, to read about. It's awesome to have a company like that in our backyard. Thank you for coming on today's podcast. I'm sure there's more we could talk about, and I'll have you back on again in the future. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. So to wrap up, I just want to tell you that EDA's mission to support and grow St. Clair County, which is Michigan's business community and local economy, is made possible by the generous support of EDA members like Mueller Brass. So you can learn more about EDA's business, community, and economic development programs and services at edascc.com. That's edascc.com. I'm Dan Casey with the EDA of St. Clair County, and I hope you'll join me again for the next podcast of Our Shoreline, Your Horizon. 
Take care. Thanks for listening. To hear more, visit the podcast page at WGRT.com or find Our Shoreline, Your Horizon on your favorite podcast app.